0: Gentlemen, another episode of the All-Pro Jacos, where we bring you the highly elevated highlight sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, and on Facebook. I am your host, JP. Hey yo, and alongside me, the 610 Beast from the Southeast Mr. Country K. Okay
1: all my people. I ain't scared of
0: you, And, and uh, well, week two NFL season um, has kind of come and gone. We got a doubleheader uh, for the Monday night football uh, currently going on right now. The Bills are beating the absolute shit out of the Tennessee Titans. And uh, the Eagles – right now are pretty much running through Minnesota. It's 24 to seven right now at the half. Last time I checked, it's uh, 41 to seven uh, bills against the Titans. Um, so far this week, um, per, Oh, okay. I got to show you something that will probably make you laugh because, uh, My dad thought it would be a good idea. Uh, So he had gone to the uh, Chicago Bears 49ers uh, game over there in the field in in the monsoon and everything. He was down there in Chicago. Uh, The day before that, he he had gone to see the Cubs versus the Giants. And then that and then over there at Wrigley uh, Field, and then on Sunday got to see uh, the 49ers and Bears. And right after that ass-lipping, he thought it'd be a great idea to bring me a towel. Mm. As from, this is from Soldier Field, so it, it's, it's authentic from Soldier Field, so that's cool. But I thought it was a little fucked up considering how fresh... Um, the loss was and him being a 49ers fan himself um, thinking about getting the towel made no sense to me, but hey he did it, I now have an authentic uh, Chicago Bears towel that I can put somewhere up here probably out of view, but it is my second team, so I may be putting it in view Pretty soon, uh, but for now, let's. let's that try sound, drink. first off. The actually, last part actually,
1: crazy. Strip that, that for right now. The last part sounded crazy. Now the towel is commemorative because they're closing down Soldier Field, so that's that. Wow. And oh, so
0: then there we go.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably what you should hang your head on. Not that that last part you said. That last part you said made you sound really crazy. What the second team part? Yeah, I've always said they were my second team. And I've always told you you sounded crazy. Well,
0: I mean, whether I'm crazy, insane or perfectly normal, that's the second team that I'm going with.
1: See, the latter, the latter is not the exit strategy for you, though. Like, it's more like the frontal.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of frontal, I know that sounds like an interesting segue, um, but hey, one of the more impressive teams that are in the NFL right now, or at least one of the teams uh, that are surprising the shit out of everybody right now are the Miami Dolphins. Um, Tua went and almost threw for 500 yards and six touchdowns yesterday. And uh, like I said about frontal, this is what Tyreek Hill had to say about his quarterback and his coach, um, Mike McDaniels.
1: no question on that. For all the hitters out there, man, who said Tua can't do this, can't be that. You know, I really hope you soon jump on j- jump on this bandwagon, man, because not only is Coach McDaniels going to need a wheelbarrow, he also going to need a, Tua going to need a wheelbarrow after the season. The tote His money, his boatload of money. And also, it's cocajones.
0: <laughs> it's Hornets, he said. He's going to have, the, like, like, uh, like, Stan here's father in South Park walking around with his nutsack sack in a wheelbarrow.
1: No, I, I, I definitely <laughs> caught the reference. Great <laughs> reference. Now, and none, none part of my criticism, uh, criticism of goddamn. I, I, I got Tyrell badly right there. None of my criticism of Tyreek uh, uh, Hill. I keep calling Evans. I wonder what he's doing. But anyway. And Evans in second. But yeah. None of my criticism of Tyreek Hill. There you go. God damn. <laughs> has anything to do with his personality. Right? Mm. Like I always thought he was like a fucking very charismatic. God damn, there it is. Charismatic motherfucking person, like athlete. Like his personality is like amazing. You know what I'm saying? I personally feel like he doesn't have any many routes. But he's right. He's right about Tua. I kinda knew this was gonna happen. I knew that the Dolphins, as soon as Tyreek Hill went to the Dolphins, I'm like, fuck. I think I said it on the show. I'm like, fuck, they're gonna be good. And shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? I kinda hate I kinda hate having to be like, go Dolphins or go Jaguars, but when they're good, I, I like hey, hey, shouts to Florida, you know? I, I cheer them on. <laughs> Do it for the state. But I knew they were going to be good, though. Getting a deep ball threat like Tyreek with Jason, I mean, Jalen Waddle.
0: Yeah. You can run the entire a at
1: a high speed level. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Waddle, I think in fantasy, had like 30-something points today, if I wasn't mistaken.
1: Well, in your league, and I was in another league, him and Tyreek both had almost 50
0: So, if nobody in your fantasy league has picked up Tua Tonga-Valoa, after two weeks of kind of proving it,
1: he might two be weeks. a
0: legitimate option to have a quarterback.
1: <laughs> First off, if he wasn't drafted in your doggone fantasy, you're stupid. Yeah. Like, your whole, your whole league is what stupid. Is because It's like... Why you say like <laughs> like, Come on, bro! Like you're stupid, you, because it's like you gotta, you kind of gotta put a little belittle on it, because it's like, like how can you look at that roster and like two ain't gonna get off, bro? Like at mo at at the very least, he can throw a dog on a quick slant to Tyreek, and he can still eat up for fifty yards for that shit. Same thing sure. with Waddle. You know what I'm saying? At the very least, if you th- oh he can't throw deep ball, all right, cool. He's gonna be Big man. He only can throw 15 or under or like, you know, players I can list off of a lot, but whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're only going to throw under 15 yards, you can still throw a a good amount of routes. And with a player with the speed of Tyreek and most of his routes is only short yard routes and he's just fast as shit so they can just stretch out the long routes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's easy. You know what I mean? Like, that's super easy. That's super easy. So if you if you no know one in your league drafted tour and the whole league is done.
0: I mean, could I could you possibly think that it was might have been actually good PR for the Miami because T- look all offseason throughout the throughout OTAs and everything else like that, we were seeing those duck balls, the ones that were underthrown the preseason game, same thing, underthrown balls, everything else like that. Right. And then come season, it's not at all like that. Yeah. You know, maybe they disguised it so well to make the whole league think Tua wasn't shit. And now come season time, all right, let's really reveal what we have here.
1: No, I mean... If you look at Tool's whole football career, from what we've seen, right? So from Alabama to now, Tool went to a run-heavy school, right? They threw the ball, but they because they have receivers, but they're a run-heavy school. Alabama's a run-heavy school. Everybody know that, right? So you go to that kind of school, and you have a small amount of opportunities to throw the ball, but when you do, you it comes out to be amazing product. And then when you get to the league, as soon as you get to the league, or even before you even get there, motherfuckers are saying you can't throw, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, if that's the narrative for this man, everybody gonna believe that shit, especially if they if they just going off of what they're hearing. So if that's the narrative they painted for this man, and then you see in this, it's like, oh, it's some some miraculous change. It's like fuck no. Just give them a bunch of five star receivers and you go do the exact fucking same thing you did at Alabama. Like Stop! Stop acting like players don't have those tools, and then you remove him from those tools, and you give him like C grade, D grade players. Like they're supposed to just make these players better. All like, and they're a rookie themselves. That's asking a lot of a rookie and young players. That's asking a lot. You want to be the franchise, all this shit. You're throwing a lot of them at once, and no one's there to teach them how to go go through it. And now these older players nowadays are just like kind of frowning at these players. Like, you don't hear many stories of motherfuckers mentoring players. It's like the Brett, Hulk, Brett Favre fucking goddamn Aaron Rodgers era. Since then, it's like, it's damn near like all the quarterbacks been doing that. I don't think Joe Flacco gave Lamar much motherfucking goddamn tutelage. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lamar. I they don't think there different... was
0: any, I, I'm going to be honest. I
1: don't think there's anything that Joe Flacco could have taught Lamar that he, he didn't definitely could have. See, the thing is, you don't understand. Like, understand how to manage a game at the very least joe flacco can do that at a very high level he can manage a game for sure so he could teach lamar how to do that when your doggone when your athleticism starts slowing down you need to understand how to manage a game if you learn that early then it's gonna be second nature to you when you get older you know what i'm saying so he could teach him certain shit like joe flacco yeah their abilities is nowhere even close to the same but he could teach him certain shit that Lamar can't do, and right now because he's leaning more towards athleticism, yeah. So, I mean, there's certain things you can really like pick up, but if you get players that get thrown in situations like don't have none, like prime example, which I hated because they the Browns, but like Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel had nobody up there to really like got him on some real shit. Johnny Manziel did a bunch of dickheaded shit, but at the same time, who was up there to really guide that man? When he first got into the league no seriously like who was he really up there to really shit. got him joshua quibbs like come on bro joshua cribs doing his own thing he was smoking and shit like you got joshua cribs josh gordon like he had a whole bunch of fucking stoners up there he moved up that's a motherfucking taylor gang what are you talking about john johnny <laughs> johnny mazel got drafted to taylor gang <laughs> <laughs> like come on man what you want him what you want that man to expect? He walked in this motherfucker, Todd sign and goddamn that Wiz Khalifa in that motherfucker playing football, doing kickoff returns and fucking go routes. Like, what do you want him to do? What do you want that man to do? He got drafted to that. And he like, oh, this the norm? All right, shit. This is better than a Fuck it. We out Cannot here. I'm getting paid. And Cannot not win out. with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... so that that's what I feel like. It was no it was no guidance up there. Shot uh, hey, no disrespect to Josh Gordon, <laughs> uh you know what I'm saying, Joshua chris but y'all boys was up there smoking, nigga. That's just what it was. Y'all was up there smoking. I smoke weed now. So, but at the same time, shit. Like Steve, Stephen they said the best shit. Just blunt uh motherfucking millions of dollars. Shit, kiss this motherfucking. You know what I'm saying? You keep this weed. I'm be honest. I'd be the heaviest I mean, drunk motherfucker at the goddamn that- league. But you can keep this weed. That- how mad do you think
0: Ricky Williams, Josh Gordon, and all them are that more now that the rules that they're not going to test for weed anymore in the NFL? Oh,
1: bro, Percy <laughs> Percy Harvin. Oh. Percy Harvin. Think about his He to get away with that shit, apparently. I got that, but at the same time, look at the shit he went through in the process of that. Like, Percy Harvin really, really made – he gave us notice to the Vikings a, a few times. Seattle, he 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 was the finishing capsule to that dog on Super Bowl team. People don't really give him that credit, but he was out there killing on the special teams for sure. Yeah. So it's like, like you got a lot of players that had to go through that. That was a good. That was a good dog on point. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's
0: just. Uh, hey. I mean, at least now, no players are going to have to go through that. You know, at least for the foreseeable future. So, you know, yeah, that's at least that's at least good news. I mean, yeah, obviously players had to go through it in order for changes to be made.
1: But well, know, no, it, it, I feel like it's because Roger, a heavy judicial guy, and the fact that it was become federally decriminalized, that's probably what made Roger be like, all right, we're going. You know what I mean, mm, okay, yeah, that's, that's my good. that's my theory. I mean, it's very very well maybe true.
0: I mean, because I, I, I tell you because we've heard, I mean, at least I've heard stories of you know, the at all stories and, you know, all the, the you know, all that type of shit that players mm-hmm. used to use and stuff like that to get rid of pain and all that kind of that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's good. At least it's good to know now that weed is essentially lethal for players to use in the NFL because that's such a a, 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 an improvement to essentially the opioids and everything else like that, that they, these players would be getting hooked on because that's exactly what was going on, right. you know, during the tour at all days and everything else like that, even for the most minor shit, you know, you got people taking morphine and all that kind of shit, you know, so you got all these players that are, you know, you had a lot of them, even, even great ones having you know, drug problems and everything else like that. It's because, all these pain meds and stuff like that—they were all hooked on during their time in the NFL. It's kind of like, man, you know that's why a lot of these players, you know, uh, Jim McMahon being one of them, uh, former—he was the quarterback for the '85 Bears. Um, oh. You know, Ricky Williams also being another one. There's a lot of these players, former, uh, and some current that are that have always been advocating that you know making marijuana okay. <laughs> players to be able to use is, exactly, is, uh, I mean, well, (laughs) is AB, AB AB might be doing a little bit more.
1: (laughs) I ain't gonna say that, but I'll say I don't know what see what you're gonna say, to be honest.
0: But, I mean, just just saying, like, if players would have had that option, how many players would have, how many less players would be addicted to all that crap? You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, I mean, again, I'm glad that it's all good and everything now, and I'm glad that they've gotten all that shit fixed and and situated um, mm. because again, you know this is an alternative for player health that's much more beneficial, especially in the long term, um, you know, no long-term side effects and everything else like that with with the marijuana compared to the opioids. So I mean, yeah, the players before, once again, they suffered through it, but it is what it is, and it is, it's is—it's better now. So that's all we can really be happy about, especially California now signing into law. Seventh state in the country to make it okay for employees to be able to smoke off the clock. And no employer can hold it against them for doing so. So uh, it's, a, it's a good day here in California. <laughs> Um, but speaking of California and teams that were from here, but it still always be the Motherfucking same. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they are who we thought they were. Absolutely, I'm gonna do it one more time.
2: They are who we uh, thought they were.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, uh it, it, it's is it replaying? Is it on loop right now? No, no. no, no. I want to put it on loop. I want to say it one more time. Hold on. Let me, let me, again, let's get this computer doing what it should be doing. All right.
2: They are. You know, y'all we beat, They were.
1: You know, y'all no. beat the Seahawks, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. There's.
0: I mean, I'm not happy about it because. All right. It, we'll get to that, but um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we're beating the Arizona Cardinals twenty to nothing by halftime, and then Arizona came roaring back to end up beating the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime in Las Vegas. But now there's a police investigation over uh, a Las Vegas fan who allegedly um, smacked Kyler Murray in face when Kyler Murray was celebrating on the sideline there. Actually, I have a video right here to be able to
1: show you. That was a Raider fan too. So, oh, I was joking. That was an accident. That was a clear accident.
0: That, that's exactly what I said.
1: That's when curse.
0: I first when I first saw the video, I was like, where the it looked the guy that he was yelling at was actually looking like, yeah, yeah, like celebrating with him. Yeah. I think that guy was coming over trying to hit his padding to yeah, celebrate yeah. with him and just accidentally hit him in the face.
1: Yeah, because he didn't know Kyler was turning. That I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah.
0: Mistimed. Time Kyler was turning at, at, at a different time and it it was a complete accident. I don't yeah. think anybody's gonna get charged. I don't think anybody's no. gonna, you know. I no. mean, maybe Ky- Kyler having his back turned, him not knowing, you know, that could be one that might have been the reason why he was hey, you know, somebody. No, you know, that I, guy I hit don't think, me in the
1: face. Or I think, I think when the guy was like, he probably said, "My bad," because right after you celebrating with his teammates, you know what I mean. So the yeah. guy probably was saying like, "My bad," my like, said like, to, until Kyler actually recognize what he was saying you know what i mean because sometimes in of moment it doesn't compute no
0: no so it, it doesn't other times and then again
1: when i saw it
0: I at first i was like okay when you look at it quickly it could look like so see now if some if that hand would came down like this yeah with a closed fist something different but since it came down like this and not even like as if it was going to be a slap or anything. It was coming down like that. And then you kind of saw who it was connected to and the whole video from when Kyler comes down yeah. to the to the end zone side in the first place mm-hmm. to that point, absolutely, 100%, that was an accident. You know, I'm sure that fan didn't mean to, to hit Kyler Murray in the face. Um, okay. And whatever police investigation comes from this, um, Again, I, I doubt it. And I'm sure Kyler, after seeing it over again and stuff, he'd probably say the same thing. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, or anything like that. Now, if the fan does get charged, uh Kyler Murray's bitch me. That's all I'm saying.
1: If that's soft skin hold, ass shit. Hold on, hold on. If it's Kyler pressing charges, then I agree. If it's the Arizona Cardinals pressing charges, then Kyler has no control on that, bro. Yeah, he no, can say as much as he wants, but if they want to protect their franchise quarterback and they do that, then you know what I mean. You can't press Kyler for that, bro. Yeah, no that that that's exactly true. That's how I, I mean.
0: You can't, it, again, if it's not Kyler, then you get on the team. If it is Kyler, then you get on Kyler. Exactly. You know, yeah. but I mean it. The whole police investigation, I think that's a little excessive. Um, to be honest with you. Um mm-hmm. but again with with that film there, it's one of those situations where it's just kinda like, oh, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. It's really not anything anybody should really be worried about or I don't even think the fan, to be completely honest with you, should be at all worried about. Um anything happening. Um, just be like, hey, you know, I was trying to celebrate him, celebrate with him. My bad, you know, I didn't mean to hit him like that. You know, that's you know, where he can kind of go from there. Um, but, uh, again, until then, it's not really that big of a deal for anybody to really be worried about it. Um, hold on, all this shit is still. Once again, uh
1: holy fish sticks what what happened something happened here no i'm just looking at the score oh for the for which game? game? So
0: the vikings eagles or for the
1: they're both one-sided
0: that's also true i'm not really keen on the oh wow kirk cousins jesus christ
1: oh wow Darius slay a dog for that that man got a pick on the doggone two uh, uh uh he got tackled on the 19 but then gave the ball to james harden james harden yeah james harden was sitting like at a lower lower level
0: oh okay wow kirk Cousins just another he giving it
1: up he's got he's through another one right now the two nine that's what i'm saying like he's the man the man is living his best ja rule song in the world,
0: I mean, whoever picked the
1: uh, He's it up a and Philadelphia it up defense the starting
0: right now, Jesus Christ, whoever has Kirk Cousins starting might be hating their life right now.
1: I got Philadelphia defense starting uh, in our league, actually. And yeah,
0: and I have Kirk Cousins starting in our
1: league. So, hey, congratulations, you got maxed out. I'm getting whooped, though. So, I, I still won. I still oh, well, I I didn't
0: even need defense. I didn't even need AJ Brown and, and Kirk Cousins to play oh, today no, no. for for it to really work or, or matter.
1: Yeah, or, I'm getting maxed out, but I got Philly defense. They only got me nine points. I'm getting maxed out though. <laughs> yeah, it's ugly. But uh
0: let's see. Right now it is the Buffalo Bills 41 Titans seven equals twenty-four to seven in the third quarter. Um but for now, let's take a little bit of a detour. A little bit of a detour into college football, where a lot has happened um, in the last week or so. Um, some big things have been going down, and we have the best person to be able to come and talk about it. So, ladies and gentlemen of the drop line, let us welcome in once again the seven NFL quarterback, of the schnell trap the show and uh 7 fl announcer joffo college football correspondent uh corey hammond what's up corey what's going on guys how, how you guys been forward? oh man just trying to get through fucking life and now that we're here I'm just glad we could be talking about sports
2: I'm lovely I, I know behind that Cam Newton face, you're doing you're doing pretty good over there. Nope, now James Winston. back in college football mode, so maybe, unfortunately, I might have to unfortunately change your mood just a tiny bit, but I think we'll get into that, Jay, right?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's get
2: to it. Can you do me first, though?
1: <laughs> just so we can get this not over. The,
2: not not the, uh, a thing that I hear uh, a lot anymore that I've been mad. Crazy it was crazy. <laughs> but sure. But so let's let's, let's introduce uh, ourselves to the idea of the the college football season in its early stages is living up to every expectation we always have for it. Um, the fact that we attach so many finite or or, uh, or intangible expectations on. 18 to 22 year old kids and and a lot of times you know shekels will say are placed on these things uh is always uh adds to this uh the extreme amount of fun that is college football but country k you said you first so um i thought that you know since your both of your guys teams were front and center at the at the the top of the college football universe maybe it would be the best to just kind of truncate the whole me talking for 40 minutes about random things and we can kind of address the uh, elephants or whatever an Aggie is in the room Uh, so you know first two weeks of the season I was actually watching Miami with uh, you know relatively high expectations I think like just like anybody we and I I lost the guys but I think they just put me uh, on the big screen um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. I, I, was, I was like, "Am I just gonna be talking to myself?" My wife is already no, some crazy. No, i just, I just, I just <laughs> have to listening have to listen myself. But... Oh. Um. Yeah. So for for the U, first two weeks, everything went according to plan. I think uh, last week we saw against Texas A&M, a team that a lot of people were, you know, going to be, you know, really down on in week three after their loss to Appalachian State. Which I'll get to in a second when we kind of wrap things up with the U. But you know, I, I was even watching on Twitter the Dan Levitard the the Dan Levitard show going in on those, uh, you know, those roasters for uh, Texas A and M. Which, as a, a you know, a, a, an unprofessional roaster myself, I, I feel you know embarrassed that uh, that level exists and it's that much lower than my mediocre level. Um, guys, you got to do a little bit better, um, or at least, or at least make sure that you do the Derek Jeter and have phones collected. So there's no evidence of your terrible jokes because, you know, nothing gets more viral, but then, then, you know, a yawner before you lose to a team that I think is in the Sunbelt, but they might be in conference USA next year. And, you know, who knows, but back to the, to the U. You know, seventeen to nine against Texas A&M team, an SEC team. And if you watch the, if you watch the game, it felt like Miami could move the ball in between the twenties when they wanted to. It's just when they got down to, fucking red zone. The, you know, the man on man, you know, shortening the field. Everything's tighter, everything's quicker. And you know, you said, do you first? Everything's tighter, everything's quicker. (laughs) um, Down in the red zone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that one was just lying there. I had to. Uh, you <laughs> too. had to. It's all good. I had to let that one rip. But but it felt like oh, in dude. between the twenties, Miami was maybe even better than Texas A and M. Once it got to down to the red zone, though, all those things that you know Mario Cristobal and his team were trying to do, it just it didn't stand up to you know what seemed to be maybe a better. You Know maybe a better on paper recruited team. Uh, you know, Miami might have something to say in the ACC moving forward, but unfortunately, when they uh, you know, they go up against uh, uh their first tough opponent of the season, they let my guy Country K down. And you know, if uh, Samuel L has to stare at me motherfuckerly today, I, I totally understand. Um, I was for one, I have always rooted for the U, except for when they played Ohio State and uh, Shekels were involved. Um, I made out with those non-calls at the end uh, or (laughs) bad calls or whatever you want to call them. But uh, for the resurgence, I think just hold your horses uh, on the panic button because to me that Appalachian State loss for Texas A&M might not end up being as bad. Now, I don't think Appalachian State is going to win the national championship or anything. But when they played North Carolina, another really tough team – um, that might end up being relatively good, um, you know, towards the, the end of the year. It was 63 to 61. So Appalachian State isn't a one double a team beating Michigan anymore. They're a legit, you know, out of power five, you know, threat. And when they beat Texas A&M, it was an embarrassment because of what those idiots said more than the disparity of the the talent on the field. Because Appalachian State, they can ball and, you know, for for the you moving forward, you you look at it as an out of conference SEC road game, right? Um, it, it, it's a loss, and you know, I don't think anybody had the wrong idea that Miami was going to go undefeated. You want to you want to come away with a better output from your offense and your quarterback that people have high expectations for than nine points. But I think what you can see is, especially with a, a first-year head coach, I, I think what you can see is that at least between the 20s, when the scheme, you know, and the open concept of their offense allowed guys space and and first downs and and able to you know kind of put up stats in those segments of the game, moving the ball. Um, you know, the the recruiting I think, especially for a team like Miami. Um, you know, might be able to get there if they just don't press the panic button. And in two years, now it's going to be Urban Meyer again, you know, on life support. Um, So
0: Nebraska was calling for that, by the way, that they want Urban Meyer as their coach. See, but that
2: honestly, for me, what Urban, Urban Meyer would never take the position at Nebraska because Urban Meyer has always proven since his days at Utah that he's going to recruit the best players and he's going to out. You know, he's going to win in, you know, January, you know, at a table as much as he's going to win in January, you know, in a bowl game. Um, so going to Nebraska, that sounds like a place where you can win, but it's if they're firing a legend that played there at the quarterback position, uh, that's who who's going to Nebraska. Like, Forget forget that kids don't even know what college football game day is and and that Lee Corso is still trotting out there because they want to keep connecting to the only fans that still watch that show, which is guys our age. Um, (laughs) And and when when the co-eds at the college find out that something's happening and they're like, oh, it's the thing with the signs. Oh, and then they just get drunk and then they just make it look, you know, you know what I mean? Like 18 year old kids barely know what college game day is anymore. You know, my son. You know, my son. With, with my thirteen-year-old son, who's about to be a freshman in in, in high school next year. Um, you know, hopefully that ends up in in a recruiting thing, but we'll talk in a couple of years. But the point is, is that he barely knows who Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreet, and and, and what college game day is. There's no way if if you go to an eighteen-year-old in Florida who's the number one defensive end in the country that he's going to choose to go to Nebraska for anything unless he's like on some weird belly movie tour. And he's like following the route that they took when they, you know, with the guy with the weird glasses up there, you know, Nebraska is the last place I feel like, and I don't want to get off topic. The Nebraska is the last place anyone's going. Um, Mm -hmm. So urban Meyer to, 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 finish the point, urban Meyer is just allowing his name to be put out there so that when the big school is available, the fans of that big school cry for him. Cause that's the only way he'll get a job. And then out of, out of pressure from, you know, the people that, you know, the boosters that pay for, you know, the season tickets for thousands of people that, that just show up to get drunk. Um, Urban Myers is going to be angling himself for a job. That's going to be a little bit higher prestige than Nebraska. And unfortunately guys, the three of us are going to have to throw up in a toilet as soon as we get the news that he does get another coaching job, and that we have, do have to suffer more of him. But at least he won't be on Fox calling games.
0: Oh, my God, I mean, on Fox, whether he's on the sideline, whether he's really doing anything, I, don't, I, I mean, I've kind of had enough of uh, Urban Meyer just right off into the drunken sunset, like he probably should. And I, think all, and I think we all, I think we
2: all had it. enough when. He thought that, you know, as as the the the, the utilitarian uh, college coach that he seemed to be, getting caught with the the the, the chick, you know, bro. <laughs> that was it for me. It's like, like the 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 pro guys in that locker room were not gonna respect you anyway unless you brought some kind of scheme. And then you're out there being a clown. Like, yeah, cool. Um next, yeah, it wasn't gonna really Jay. Play. Now now I was actually I was actually scared that you were purposely dipping me to avoid having to talk about <laughs> um, your situation in college football. And again, uh-huh. I can't do this on camera. Hold on, I, I don't want to. <laughs> you, you saw I dip that, but I, I I I I'm holding the phone with one hand, so I need that. Uh, babe, can can that be uh enfuegoed? You guys don't know Spanish, right? Yeah. Yes, yes I do. You guys, you're in California. Of course, you know more Spanish than I do. I barely know Fuego. I probably said it wrong. Um, Texas, man. Now, Jay, let me, first, let me first apologize because, A, I only texted you because I wanted you to just make, I wanted to make you aware that I was doing my my job for the Jaffa Army. and And I- I want it to be just, you know, you know how the Twitter thing goes, right? And, and I don't know if you've heard my podcast, A7FL three-on-one podcast with my guy, Matt Ryan, a legend um, and rising Rob Fabian, who's way funnier than me. And then you have to bear myself. But I, you know, I'm like the the guy that just carries the the air so that there's just those guys can p- go on mute and, you know, take care of more important business than me. Um, anyway, back to you guys in the Jaffa Army. I tweeted because I, as a Twitter bot, wanted to become more of an actual human being. Hold up. So, there we go. That's what we need. They don't. <laughs> no, nah, my wife. My wife smokes cigarettes, so she she's constantly blowing this shit in my face. It's it's actually uh, so. Dumb. So, <laughs> <laughs> Texas was doing their thing. And in those types of games where you catch a team like Alabama, who is a, they're going to end up being another dominant type team. And I'll get to why in a second. But when you catch a team like that early in the season and you get them vulnerable and they're on the ropes, a lot of times a team like Alabama and Georgia this year and, you know, when USC is playing some of the Pac-12 competition and, you know, when, when a team like – you know, for instance, maybe in Oklahoma might end up being Texas or one of the Big Twelve teams is getting into conference play, or cin- if Cincinnati gets on a roll. When you show up to the stadium and you already win because the other team is is intimidated or or out of out of their own heads or or gonna go or, or gonna play out of themselves trying to trying to raise their level or, you know, all those. Intangible things we were talking about 18 to 20 or 22 year olds when you're Alabama and you are on the ropes, all that momentum, all of the you know equalizers are, are gone. All of those intangibles that made Texas, you know, probably a, 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 a walkover game, you know, if, if the right things happen in the first and second quarter, all of those are gone by the third and fourth quarter. And unfortunately, what it looked like, and I and Jay, I know as a Texas fan, you felt it. You know, when you got a backup quarterback in, offensive coordinators have two choices. They have they 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 can let their guy go free, or they can hold on for dear life. And it felt like what Texas did was was they felt the pressure of the moment, and they were holding on for dear life. But credit that kid because he's completing passes downfield. Um, the scheme on the the third and long that they completed where it was it was it was a seam in, and they 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 flooded that uh, middle zone and the, the kid just throws a thirty yard seed right to the receiver's hands and they get the completion, you know that's textbook football. The problem was is that when you when you go for the field goal in that situation and you're not actually trying to score, you've almost already lost the game against a Heisman Trophy quarterback like Bryce Young, because Credit the Texas defense for doing everything right but one thing. And I know, Jay, you know the moment. When you send a nickel blitz and that hits in a fourth quarter drive, because a lot of times you're in hurry-up mode, a quarterback has to set protection, and a quarterback is very rarely going to set protection on uh, those nickel blitzes, especially if it's disguised like Mm -hmm. Texas did on that play. When the free rusher comes, if you don't have a hot read and you throw it un- like quickly enough or the wide receiver doesn't move to the hot route, you know, the designed route on those new blitzes, you're in trouble as a quarterback. And guys, you know, as A7FL fans, what kind of quarterback I am. I'm sacked and dead on that play. Now, I might have, to be fair to my career, in those moments, I just hold on. And try to throw the ball away or, or get the ball out so that the clock stops. But I'm not, I'm not escaping like Bryce Young did. And mm. what Nick Saban said at the end of that game is that Bryce Young, you know, came into Alabama as a five-star recruit because he has all the tangible skills and measurables that we talk about with Trey Lance, right? Or we talk about with, you know, enter athletic quarterback here. Mm. You know, the reason you got we, – we talked earlier uh, in an earlier show about Mac Jones and Trey Lance and, you know, because some of those tangible things don't matter as much. But Bryce Young is the kind of kid that – and Nick Saban was saying, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing by by making – expounding on the point longer, which is a rare thing. You know, normally when you paraphrase is shorter. But he said that Bryce Young came in with all the tangibles – but what he does is he wins with his head. He wins with his mind. He's winning with the decisions that he's making. And when he's already winning with the making the right decisions, when he can also do that athletic escape with the strength and balance that it takes and also the speed to get the 22 yards, that's why Texas fans went from within an instant, oh my god, we just won the game too. Oh my god, we just lost.
0: Can we can we agree though that there were a few penalties that were not called, absolutely. or penalties like, that were called but, that
2: absolutely fucked us?
0: But especially that nickel say, blitz, that holding on the
2: right tackle—those penalties—and absolutely those penalties should have been called. But you you guys have played football before. If the ref is against you, then he's just the 12th player and you you can't do anything about that. So so Texas got shafted. Yes. But they still had a chance to win. If they make that play at the end, they win the game. If one guy makes a rapid tackle on a quarterback on that, that blitz, you know, he's a really good quarterback. Maybe he gets a chance. But the difference between this year's Alabama team and last year's team and the years before that is the, the wide receivers, and they may yet emerge, and, and sometimes it takes time and it takes some reps. When, when, a, when a team is an elite offense and they score, you know, 45, 50 points, it's not, it's not just because they have a good quarterback. It's because they have the speed at wide receiver to take those, you know, timing routes that should just be 10 or 12 or 15 yards, and they become touchdowns because, as you saw in the Dolphins game, Tyree kills and and waddles when they get open space are different and Alabama's had those guys for years. Now, I think they probably have them on the roster, but I don't know if those guys are ready to perform at that level yet. So what Bryce Young did against Texas is, is he showed that even with inexperienced guys, the skill positions that aren't going to bail him out of a drive and, you know, a 12-yard completion comes a 73-yard drive because, you know, one guy did all the work. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young went up and faced a very good, competitive, hopefully not too full of themselves moving forward Texas team and got a much-deserved road win out of conference. And sometimes in the early part of the season, you just have to look at these things that way, guys. So for your both of your teams – the rankings are what they are. The the narratives for the individual weeks are what they are. But at the end of the day, when the season's over, all they are are out-of-conference losses to SEC teams. And to be fair to the entire country, <laughs> that's a common theme. That's a I very mean,
3: this, theme.
0: I remember when we talked about it, when we – I mean, even I was thinking, we're going to get blown the fuck out. Like, that, that 20 points was looking very realistic – You know, that that whole thing, I was just looking at it going, ah, man, we're still really young. We're still trying to get to the bearings of what this team is actually going to be and what it's going to look like from here on forward. And to do what they did, to just, I mean, regardless of all the things that should have been done, regardless of the game itself, to lose by one point to Alabama with – without your starting quarterback with him getting knocked out in the first quarter, it shows a lot of, to me, I was like, Hey, I'll fucking take it. We almost, we almost had them. We were this close to getting them, but <clears throat> at least now we know, Hey, even without our starting quarterback, we still may have a chance against the top teams and going forward. Cause we're going to be in the sec either next year or the year after that. Yeah. It's, saying okay now we're starting to, going to be able to compete with the guy, with these guys when we get to that next level. You know so it's it's promising it's good and you know this week it, 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 they played a UTSA team that I mean obviously it's a game that they they should have won and, and they did 41 to 20. You know Bijan Robinson I think he's uh one of the best if not the best
2: uh running back in the entire country right now. Yeah, um, Nick, Nick Saban had high praise for that guy. And, yeah, and he uh, showed it. Yeah, and, and, and I really to, do and like And your point on on what we were saying before the game, and I literally said this, I said if Texas had a performance similar to the way Notre Dame was against Ohio State in week one, where they weren't better but they looked competitive at times, Mm. Texas lived up to that and more because we thought that it was much more likely that Texas was going to get routed than what happened. And what happened was is that it seemed like everything was against Texas at every moment and they had a chance to win the game. And as long as those kids continue to work and as long as Steve Sarkeesian, and I'm sorry to go this route, guys, but as long as Steve Sarkeesian sticks to the water, um, that's key, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that Texas, you know, there's really no reason why Texas shouldn't be good. I think the problem with Texas, in my opinion, is the same problem with the University of Miami at times, and with you can do it on camera. You don't. I don't do anything on. I, I'm not doing anything actually. And by the way, I represent the A7FL awesome. and uh, you know, when you get a chance, check out our three on one podcast with my friend, Matt Ryan, who is also another highly elevated sports fan and my guy, big Rob Fabian, who is highly elevated, but that's just cause he's a large human. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen uh, Samuel L but.
1: Um, no, we had a pretty strong victory on Sunday.
2: Oh, yeah, he's talking about the box now he's a little bit happier than he than he was before well how uh, about my guy Mike Evans because I saw a video of Mike Evans and then I saw a video of what happened after that video of Mike Evans when mm. he was he was he was talking to a ref did you guys see this one mm. <laughs> he's like what am I supposed to do it's Tom Brady I mean yeah like, <laughs> yeah exactly I mean it's exactly. I mean, I, I mean, uh, I, I mean uh, look, listen, li- listen, There, it should have been an offensive lineman. But I mean, then
1: they're not faster the than Mike Evans, players, though.
2: I, I'll tell you what, I play in the A7FL and I talk a lot of trash. I I, I don't ever write uh, checks that I don't have to cash myself. Um, I write a lot of checks, too. Um, oh, I've heard. My, uh, my wrist. <laughs> let's say, gets tired at times from writing the checks. But unfortunately, I also cash those checks as a pocket quarterback that is stationary and uh, people know where to find me, let's say. Um, so to recap, similar storyline uh, in, in essence for both of you guys if you really break it down, and I think when it all is said and done, it, as long as both of your guys' teams, and I think they might be able to, um with new coaching staffs it's always tough to to know how the kids are going to respond to the you know the the after loss you know garbage you you guys know as adults now it's like imagine a, a grown man yelling at you after you trying to do something and failing and then he's gonna like show you video it over and over again and be like come on man like I obviously know that I screwed up you know what I mean like you can lose kids like that. But as long as that doesn't happen, I think Texas and Miami might bounce back from these losses with some uh, optimism in the next few weeks. Things are,
0: are looking pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with where the team's at so far. Yeah, so that could always go downhill in the middle of the season like it has the last few years. You know, with this team.
2: Well, just don't bail on Texas fully if this year they lose three total games. I mean, that's progress. And that's- oh, no, no, no.
0: That's what I'm saying. As long as it's all competitive, as long as everything is like we're not getting blown out in these losses, then you know I'll still remain okay. But you know, it's just I get again just kind of growing up with as a Texas fan, you have that expectation. And when the expectations are not being met, it's a little frustrating.
2: Well, um, as a Texas fan, at this point, you should have the expectation that if Texas plays Alabama, that the starting quarterback is going to get injured to his shoulder in the first quarter. Yep, I it's mean happened twice in a row now, so we might as well just start our backup. If, and then, if, I, if I'm is. Coop, if I'm Coop Manning before Arch finally signs to Texas, I'm saying, no, we are not playing Alabama. Because in the first quarter, my son will be injuring his shoulder. And it's just a proven fact at this point. It's happened m- multiple times. It's not a coincidence. It's fact.
0: At this point, it's a, at this point, it's a tradition. Um, Corey, we've got your game of the week this week. And it was a surprising one for me. But let everybody know what the Corey Hammond college football game of the week is going to be. So...
2: I'm really interested to know who these two teams are now, after we talked about Utah, Florida week one, and I didn't end up calling that Florida was going to win, but I did tell everybody that that was going to be the game to watch. And it ended up being the game to watch. Um, I feel like Utah might be able to bounce back in the coming weeks. Uh, They might not, (laughs) Um, but Florida seemed to burst out on the scene. Now, the dumbest thing, to be clear, guys, the dumbest thing that I had seen on the internet in probably, you know, 15 minutes, because let's let's just be honest, there's so many dumb, dumb things on the internet. But it was a really dumb thing that I saw on the internet was that the quarterback from Florida Richardson was already being placed in pro jerseys next year, one of which was the Giants, because he made that one play in which he rolled out of a tackle by jumping and spinning as if that's the translatable skill that you're looking for, for a professional pocket winning franchise quarterback. Not that the kid Richardson is not going to evolve, but he's, he's a sophomore and he made one highlight play. People stop drafting highlights draft careers and franchise quarterbacks, not guys that wear bras and look good at North North Dakota state for approximately three games against mid-level competition at best. So life comes at you fast. Yeah, man, I could go on and on about that topic in general, but back to the game. Now, Florida had their opportunity against Kentucky to supplant themselves where I said they might end up being after a, a big win. Uh, close to the top 10 and the quarterback from Kentucky is the real deal. And Florida, I think they were reading their press clippings. I think that they weren't ready for a rivalry game. I think they're a young group of kids. I think that they still have a lot to learn and the SEC is no joke. And when you play Kentucky, you might think if you're a kid, that's Kentucky. Well, Kentucky is still an SEC team and they look to be one of the contenders in the SEC moving forward with a quarterback that might end up being the actual guy wearing the NFL jerseys at the end of the day. But then you look at Tennessee and I think everybody always is just waiting for Tennessee to just not be real. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, This has happened a couple of years in a row. Tennessee starts off pretty good. It even happened when Butch Davis was there. It, It seemed like things were going well. And when it mattered against the SEC, it just fell apart. So, this is a this is a must-win for both of these teams if they're going to be taken seriously this year, because if Florida does not win, then they were the team that beat Utah, and Utah win in Week One when they're seven preseason, in Week Twelve might not look that great, and you might be looking at Florida as a team that, in Week Two was ranked twelve, but when they faced real teams, it didn't work out so. Guess what? Welcome to the SEC. (laughs) It starts off pretty quick with a rivalry game, which really means nothing to these kids. Other than that, it's going to be a packed stadium that the young Florida team has to deal with. And it's a Tennessee team that we're all waiting to see if they're real or not. So the reason this is my game of the week is not because of the rankings, but because of what a loss for each of these teams is going to mean for for the the narrative of their season moving forward, Florida loses; they're out of the top twenty-five, and they're scratching to try to get back in, and they're going to have a tough time because they're going to be facing a lot a lot of teams that are that are very capable of of keeping them out of the top twenty-five. You know, we even even look at teams like Arkansas this year in the SEC are pretty good, and we already talked about Kentucky, mm. but for Tennessee. They're in a very similar place that Florida was in. If they start reading their own press clippings and think that they earned a top 10 spot in a couple of weeks of college football, that really don't mean anything. They have a couple of good wins, but this is going to be their toughest test. And if they take care of business at home, then we might start to take them seriously. Now, I think eventually they're going to lose to, you know, a team like Georgia or Alabama. I haven't looked ahead of their schedule yet. Um, I think they're going to lose to teams like that, but I could be wrong. You know, there's always these teams that when when they finally put it together with, with a decent recruiting base, you know, they can regain that glory. Now, it, it would be a little bit of a downer if the white and orange team that starts to do really good is from Knoxville and not Austin. But, you know, maybe if you if you squint, if they're starting, if they win this game and they start to go on a tear, If you squint there in their games, maybe you'll get the same endorphins. Now, now I want Florida to win. (laughs) Now I'm just look. I think I think this is for me. It's also because I I really don't know how I feel in the game. Um, It's going to be a close one, but what I think is really going to happen is one of these teams is going to show that they actually are for real, and Florida losing a game, you know it might not end up meaning that much later on if they can win the rest of them. Yeah. So i mean, be on the lookout for that. let on to the game of the week. Corey Hammond's game of the week, Florida,
0: Tennessee. Florida looking to keep uh, some sort of playoff hopes alive and Tennessee looking to prove that they are for real. Corey, now that we got the game out of the week, there's been – the last few weeks there's always been at least – one, two, three, sometimes four to five upsets. Week two was one of those weeks. Week three, same thing. Now, coming this week, we were wondering, if we had to pick any of the games on the list, what would be Corey's trap game that he would be wanting to look at more interestingly?
2: So, it might be seeming like I'm going to beat up On Oregon, because when we first came on here, I was going to talk about how Georgia was going to beat up on Oregon and how, you know, unfortunately, Bo Nix couldn't run away fast enough from the SEC. Um, And he literally couldn't. He he still had to play them. Um, (laughs) Oregon is still considered a very good team. Hmm. Now, Washington State has an impressive win against Wisconsin this year. And I don't really know how good Wisconsin is going to end up being. I do know that to beat Wisconsin, you are going to have to play tough football. And for the Mike Leach days of Washington State, um, that wasn't what they were known for, let's just say. They were not known for playing tough football. So you look at Washington State this year and you look at the Pac-12, And I was looking at the schedule and, you know, really an upset has to be a team that, you know, you expect some things from. You've heard about before getting knocked off by a team that's not that great. Well, Washington State might be a team that ends up being ranked at the end of the year. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty looking at the schedule. I felt confident that if I had to pick one of these games and the best part about college football, guys, is that the game that it might actually happen um a will prove me wrong which is always fun for everyone um, <laughs> but b it, it's it's probably going to be more of a surprise but i think that washington state at home could take care of oregon um especially when you know you look at the line it's minus six and when, yeah, when i was at look-
0: minus six point five i'm like they're looking this to be real close
2: Well, especially when you look at a Vegas line and you look at a team like Oregon who to the, you know, just average guy who's just trying to just bet on whatever. Oh, Oregon's only only minus six. Oh, I'll take that. Oregon put, you know, they run up the score. So, you know, Oregon usually gets extra points because the betters are, are, are used to them winning by a wider margin. Washington State getting six at home, you know, that sounds like a line that seems a little bit off if if Oregon was really actually the Oregon that we believe that they might be. You know, an eight or a nine-point spread for a team that's just the class of the Pac-12 seems right to me. But Washington State already took care of Wisconsin, a big name in college football. Oregon, Bo Nix, I'm sorry, man. I just don't think that this is that that type of year for you. But hopefully, for Bo Nix, I'm wrong. But for the rest of us, I think that Washington State has a chance to pull this one out.
0: Um, I'm looking at it and just kind of looking at the numbers here. It's just they got the under over at 56, and I'm just – you make a good point. Like, man, this could be one of those games that Oregon is expecting to dominate and – just, it doesn't end up going their way. Man, if that, if that happens, you know everybody in Oregon might end up hating you for calling these things, right? They're going
1: to stop eating
2: apples. <laughs> well, if Oregon can't be Washington State, then they didn't deserve a chance at a run at the national championship anyway. And then they just got to get their housekeeping in order because they have a new coach. They have a new system. They have a quarterback that's a retread. Um, they got recruits to get for next year. So if Oregon's worried about what uh, Corey Hammond from the A7FL and the, and the All-Pro Jaffa Army is, is saying, then I think we're doing our job right, guys. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, I'll take that any day. So please, Oregon, please. after the loss, hit your boys up with some comments, some five-star reviews, and maybe I'll – turn the juju and pick you guys next week as the team upsetting the other team oh, or when they huh. play usc if they even have them on the schedule or if they're dipping because after that georgia loss they might just have rescheduled that <laughs> it's been done. It's just been done. i mean
0: uh again washington state look on the lookout for that people because uh cory uh again as much shit as he talks the man knows what he's talking about there's been a few things coming up that we're just uh like, all right, he, he only plays an, an idiot. He actually knows what it is that he's doing when he's talking about football. So, hey, this might be another one of those situations. And again, I can't wait to talk about everything that goes on next week. Corey Hammond, A7FL quarterback for the Snow Tribe.
2: And you are
0: yeah. <laughs> uh podcast co host for the three on one podcast for the A7FL. Go check that out as well. Corey, once again having you on here, my friend.
2: We'll see you again next week, next Friday, uh, and, and hopefully, hopefully next week, guys. I it's in the mail, but I will be sporting a Hus Hus A7FL uh, podcast shirt, which you can get fans at tinyurla 7 three on one. Um, you got to find it on Twitter. I, I probably said it wrong, but you can get a Hus Hus shirt. And you wanted to get the, the hashtag all try it. is coming the all tried was it the matt's uh thick boy season thick boy season. up there yep that that, that, that one's was the good. top seller right now so that's why that's why <laughs> I wasn't i wasn't like promoting it ah um, i i right now mine's whack it says Corey has kids which is which is not my my slogan my wife's laughing next to me that is not my slogan the slogan is, I'll try, because like you guys know, I end my podcast after Matt says, don't be an asshole, and the only thing that I can limp in with as a reply is that, at best, I will try, but you guys already sh- know how that goes.
0: Yep, we already know that that's not anywhere near close to a guarantee.
2: Corey, appreciate hey, you hey, again, hey, my hey, guys, hey, guys, get your guys yes. together, because um, if you listen to the Vegas podcast, Of the three on one, the other side of the ball, you would already know that I was trying to get the snow tribe out here for a Corey Hammond world tour to play the Vegas force out there. Um, So I want you guys to get a nice little all pro Jaffo, a seven FL team in the in the California division. I can work. I can pull some strings. I know you guys were talking to David, David Isaacs, and I know you guys probably were talking after the call, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, so get that team together. I want to see the All Pro Jappos, and I want, I want the the logo to be Samuel L. Jackson staring motherfuckerly on the jersey. Gotcha. I knew you were
1: coming. I knew it was coming. Just imagine
2: wearing that shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, like cut out the arms and face, and it's just that looking across from you. And I don't think teams would be able to deal with that at times. Like imagine third and eight, just like the corners, just staring at the wide receiver, wide receivers Like, man, how am I going to run my post corner? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but it's serious. Get, get, get it together. And for anybody looking to invest, if you go to a7fl.com, you could actually potentially be, because I know you guys know some, some big timers out there. In the uh, the old Silicon Valley, and I don't mean the uh, the place where Jay finds some her- now nah, You're married. I'm not going to make that a stripper <laughs> joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least my wife's laughing. That was good. Um, <laughs> the, the big timers out there in Silicon Valley, you can actually even potentially, if you pull the right strings, get it get your own division popping pop in the the fastest growing professional sports league in the world. So, guys, thank you so much for having me. And I Hell will see you Friday.
0: We'll see you Friday, my friend, ladies and gentlemen, Corey Hammond. I
2: appreciate you, Corey. Appreciate you guys.
3: <laughs>
0: see
2: you, man. Sam, oh, Sam, well, always a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: shit. It's always good to have Corey on talking college football and, and, and everything else because, again, he's always good to have and just talk shit, always has the jokes, comes with it, loves the stairs, the motherfucker loose, so that might be just a permanent wallpaper for him uh, every time he comes in. But, uh, yes, we did mention that he would be Friday, so that is a mention that um, from here on out starting next week, Um maybe even this Friday or so, um, we're going to be switching up the schedule a little bit instead of going Mondays and Thursdays where we would be directly going live with Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football. Um, most of you guys would rather be watching football than to be watching us talk about it. and It made us make it a lot easier for us uh, to be able to actually analyze and see what's going on on the field Um, Instead of kind of trying to simultaneously look and talk at the same time, it just makes things easier for us. And it gives everyone else an opportunity to actually get a chance to hear us talk about what's going on as well. So from here on out, Tuesdays and Fridays at 7 o'clock normal time, Corey Hammond on Fridays at 7.30. Uh, I have spoken with Hans uh, Themisto, the BoxingInsider.com. Uh, head over there, and he, we've had him on the show before. Um, I've talked to him, and we are trying to... It may not be weekly. It could turn into weekly, but as for right now, um, we're going to have him on a couple of times um, as many as we can uh, so that you guys can get more news and updates about the boxing and MMA world. Uh, this past weekend, Canelo and Triple G fought again in a pretty one-sided match. Uh, but you know, again, we want to get more sports and more talk um, on here as possible. And boxing and MMA is really something at least that I'm interested in. And having Hans on here uh, a couple of times um, throughout the month or, or throughout the year uh, would be good to be able to give people a lot of information on on the fight game. So uh big changes are coming, big things are gonna be happening, and uh you guys are along for the ride. So let's get back into NFL football. Um let's see, we gotta we gotta go over the games because it was a lot of one sided stuff. Uh there were some games that were absolutely uh ridiculous. Um There were three games where teams have come back from behind. Um, The the Jets being one of them. Uh, The Jets came back in the last minute and 57 seconds.
1: Yeah, got them boys fucked up.
0: They were down, what, 31 to 15? 31 to 7? Something like that? It was ugly. It, It was an ugly. And then literally in the last two minutes of the game, the Jets pulled it out, and just I don't know how they did it, but they did it, and they beat the Browns, thirty to thirty-one to thirty, in the dog pound, uh, that, or the brownie pound. you see the logo they put on it? They got brownie the elf on there as their fifty-yard line uh, marker for the rest of the season. Well, that's so the, the brownie R&D logo. Uh-huh. The brownie pound is alive and well. Mm-hmm. And they open up with a loss
1: to the Jets.
3: Woo. Emotional
1: damage! Yep. Yep. It, I think it's funny. I think it's funny to, to give you some credit in the crack jokes that I know you will love. I think it's funny this fuck they put brownie on the middle of the field after he got rid of Baker Mayfield. May he in shit. You can have that one.
0: I gotta have that one because
1: he fucking sucked till he lost to the Giants. <laughs> Fuck that, that him. 1916,
0: really Baker Mayfield lost to Daniel Jones. Yes, Daniel Jones can now say that he beat Baker Mayfield. May he in
1: shit.
0: Because Baker Mayfield May
1: shit.
0: and the Panthers aren't going to do Jack Dick this year as much as they said, oh, Baker Mayfield. May you rest in shit. He may be the savior for the Panthers. Almost no, he's never. not. And he is going to be proven exactly what I said he's been throughout this entire time. Baker Mayfield. Shit. And that's the last thing we could talk about that. Now, the Thursday night game, we had already talked about it before. 27-24, the Chiefs over the Chargers. Um, the Patriots uh, went on and beat the Seal.
1: I believe. Who hit. Out of you and me, we both picked the Steelers, didn't we? Mm, no, I picked Mac and Cheese.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, you picked the Patriots. I picked the Steelers because I mean their defense did well the last week, but that uh, that that did not happen. I mean, makeup Fitzpatrick is uh, he's been on fire, but that's that's been about it uh, for the Steelers defense. Patriots, like I said, go on and win 17 to 14. Um uh, so apparently the Colts They
2: are who we thought they were.
0: Uh,
1: it just Cannot play with them.
3: Cannot win with them. Cannot coach
1: with them. Can't do it. And,
3: and uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs?
0: Yeah, no. The Colts are, are What the fuck? What? Bro. Caleb? Sunshine, he was so upset. He said, this is probably why I stopped watching football for two years, because of this crap right here. He's like this. He's like, Matt Ryan, why? He's like, why do we have Matt Ryan on our team? Absolute dog shit. Jaguars went in there, handled that ass 24 to nothing in Jacksonville. I I picked Jacksonville to win this game.
1: I no think there. you did too, where you picked the Colts to bounce back. No, I picked the Colts. I was mm, wrong. Okay. I was wrong. as Yeah. I have no problem in that. Mm-hmm.
0: Just, Say
1: what? Yeah,
0: just uh, the the goose egg. My God.
3: Yeah, they were bad. Hey, they were bad. They were bad. <laughs> yeah, they, they were bad. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's bad. The Colts might be – can the Colts be in in a situation right now where they're doing the same thing that when Andrew Luck was getting ready to get drafted, they might shaft this entire year to get one of the top QBs coming out of the draft so they don't have to stick with one of these shitty
1: veterans anymore? Well, I mean, unless they're just trying to give Matt Ryan free money, I don't know because they gave him a nice-sized contract, didn't they? And it's something like four year deal. No, not four. That should have no. To that.
0: I I, I yeah. swear it might have been like a one to two year deal. No, I
1: don't had think to so. have been a one to two year deal, deal. Hold on, let's check. Let's check. Let's check the Carfax.
0: If it's a four year deal, I uh, let me find it. What? For what? I. I Matt Reimer, it's got to be a Not, How much old, is
1: it? Nah, that's the old. It's got to
0: be a one to two year contract.
1: The indie star. So I'm going to the local fucking sports fucking shit. Jesus Christ!
0: What did they have?
1: Oh uh, uh, no! I had to do the whole "Don't sell my shit." Eighteen million. Say the line. What? Yeah, it uh, just the says coin. the money. It says the money and the percentage of shit, but it doesn't say the year. That's weird. Yeah, it doesn't have, like, the actual...
2: That's it. Yeah.
1: it said the final year of his deal in 2023. It said 40, let me you and yeah, 35 million, in 2023, the final year of his current deal. But that was that had to be like fucking what the fuck? Yeah, bro, I'm, this is some bullshit. And I literally searched Matt Ryan contract. That's all I did. Let's hmm.
2: Colts.
0: Let's see contract details
1: two, Oh, we got two year deal
0: ah see he restructured
1: yeah restructured well, but what was the original deal uh,
0: right know? now right now it's two years thirty eight point nine million right well
1: do you know what it was originally?
0: Uh, originally he was going to be making 54
1: Oh, so the length was the same. Yeah. Okay, so two years He's,
0: he, he's basically acting out, because they traded for him, he's basically acting out the final two years of the contract.
1: With the Falcons.
0: You're right. So now, instead of 50, 50, uh, $54 million per year, Oh no, he's fifty-three. Oh, so he's getting thirty million, roughly thirty million, for a year. Yeah,
1: say again thirty-five next year.
0: They're still paying him a lot of money.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if you want to just pay Matt Ryan, all right, go draft him. No, they I mean, might, really, they
0: might they might draft the kid, draft one of the, the top QBs, and have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a bit. But well, that's an
1: expensive ass bridge quarterback, boy.
0: Well, uh, what do you think we have?
1: God damn it. Um, who the 49ers?
0: Yes, expensive average quarterback. Well, that's our future. <laughs> Emotional, damn it.
1: <laughs> oh, don't be like that. If I had a rock, i would bust your head, bitch.
3: they are who we thought they were Uh,
1: exactly (laughs) cannot play with them cannot win with them cannot coach with them can't do it oh
0: oh god look we won 27 to
1: 7 okay but we played the Seahawks without Adams the universal...
0: And, and so this is what I was looking at. This seems to be placed solely on your boy, B-Rabbit.
1: B-Rabbit, man. Um.
0: So Trey Lance got hurt mm-hmm. in the first quarter. Uh, fucked up his ankle. Bad. Like that motherfucker was facing where it shouldn't have been facing. It was a bad ankle injury. He had... Uh, surgery on it, successful surgery, um, but it's season ending. He's he's done for the year. Um, now Jimmy's back in, and I, I can already see that this is going to turn into a frenzy. I bet you ESPN is foaming at the fucking mouth right now. Oh yeah, they're waiting on it you know, talking about all that. They're waiting for Jimmy G to just have one of those games where he just goes off. And literally what Jimmy would be doing would be putting Kyle Shanahan's job in, in danger. Uh, because Kyle Shanahan had gone on and, on and on and on and on and on and on about how, you know, Trey Lance was this kid he thought he fooled everybody with the third third overall pick. You know, this is the same guy that wouldn't even look at Patrick Mahomes. This is the same guy who literally built up Trey Lance to try and convince everybody that what he was doing by picking him at the number three overall pick was the right thing to fucking do. Uh, now... Jimmy might just fuck around and take us to the NFC Championship game again. Now, will I be complaining when that happens? No, I won't be because, you know, we are we're going to be there. And from what I'm reading and seeing around the NFL, uh, more people or more coaches, I should say, are now even more worried about the 49ers than they were when Trey Lance was in. Uh, yeah. So that tells me nobody in the league, nobody, nobody, oh, uh, nobody key was stick. afraid of Trey Lance. Not nobody was stick. afraid of the second-year quarterback from North Dakota State. Uh, nobody was afraid of the quarterback who was going to be ran like a fucking fullback and get hurt early. Nobody was afraid of the quarterback who, like Corey Hammond, likes to bring up on a daily fucking basis. He's on this show. Wearing training bras to the uh, training camp for no reason at all, uh, really. Uh, Nobody's afraid of this kid. Why? Because everybody did their evaluations. Everybody saw the same thing. Everybody in their right mind saw the same thing. The kid is not Cam Newton. He's not Lamar Jackson. He is not Josh Allen. As much as you would probably love him to be Kyle Shanahan, I'm now talking to you, as much as you would love him to be that guy because, hey, you guys want the most elite running game in the game. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Those guys are few and far between. Trey Lance is not – yes, he's big. Yes, he can run. But that should all be secondary actions. He's got to be able to throw from the pocket. And you cannot be calling nine designed quarterback runs in the first quarter and expect him to survive. It's not going to – you know how much these defenders salivated the fucking mouth when quarterbacks decide to run. Lord, have mercy, Because it's their chance to destroy the player that can hurt them the most, and that's the starting quarterback. That's why a lot of these guys – you really think some of these guys, that it was a mistake that they didn't pull back when these quarterbacks are sliding?
1: Hey, I figured it out, bro. While you were talking this whole time, I figured it out. Kyle Shanahan is probably the best Madden player you've ever seen in your fucking life. And he needs to go into fucking e-game coaching. Because he's running y'all team like y'all got an abundance of fucking energy. Like if it's a right trigger or some shit. Like
0: like the injury, the injury setting is turned
1: off. Exactly. Well <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Well, I mean Madden, I feel like Debo Samuel can survive running that shit, or a quarterback like RG3 could survive running.
0: Kyle Shanahan also ran RG3 into the ground when he was in Washington. Remember that?
1: Yeah, that was actually my point. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this man has proven and proven. Every time he get a pocket quarterback, he can't finish the game off. Every time he get a running quarterback or a good run game, he's going to hurt them motherfuckers. He's hurt y'all running backs every year he's been y'all coach. Like, people's really not understanding what's going on. My man is not managing injuries. My man is not managing shit the right way. I would call him Marcus Jordan, but Marcus Jordan did some legendary shit by fucking Scotty fucking Pippen's fucking ex-wife. So, I mean, I can't call him him. So, that if he can't play basketball as good as his dad or even close to that, I can't say that. But he did some legendary shit when he got Scotty White. You know what I'm saying? And especially she knew him when he was in diapers, so. <laughs> he pulls some I'm motherfucking saying, like, Zach Wilson shit.
0: <laughs> now we're now we're back in the fucking Jimmy G era. And uh, look, uh, is, it it's terrible what happened to Trey Lance. No, nobody wishes injuries on anybody or anything else like that. I sure as hell didn't. No. Okay. But now.
1: I, knew that I mean going.
0: I I hate to really say it because it kind of goes against everything that I have been saying from here on out but I mean it's kind of one of those well fuck now really it is thank god we have Jimmy right now to back him up because he's the guy who knows the offense and everything else like that the guys will play for him it's obviously that he's still well liked on the team but What I'm saying is now, if Jimmy G decides to be the Jimmy G that everyone originally thought that he was, the one that I said who couldn't be clutch, the one who I said just he's riding the coattails of the run game in the defense, if he can actually be a step up higher than that, holy fuck. I don't think people understand the chaos that that is going to cause inside the 49ers front office. Let's just, let's say this, okay. Let's say now again, suspend belief. Let's just say this happens. Okay. Let's say the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl and they actually win it this time. Jimmy G makes the clutch passes. and. You know, Kyle Shanahan doesn't fucking call B-Rabbit. He finally upgrades the fucking uh and m M&M, you know, and roast Papa Doc and fucking hangs up with the fucking, as the champion. Or, or uh, I shouldn't even say or. If that happens, right,
1: what do they do with Trey Lance? Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. This shit is so fictitious. I don't even know how to fuck up all of this story. I understand how fictitious
0: it is and how it looks. I'm just telling you. If oh okay, let's not even say Super Bowl. It let's just wrong. say the NFC Championship game. Let's just it say NFC wrong. Championship. All right,
1: okay. that, that's y'all there you go.
0: Now, let's say they make it to the NFC Championship game because of Jimmy. Now, not with him, but because of him. Uh. What do they do with Trey Lance?
1: They're going to keep him because Jimmy not going to stay.
0: So they're still going to hand the keys over to an unproven quarterback who is once again – You
1: keep making it seem like it's an organization decision at that point because I you got to remember – No, it's not because you got to remember how they re-signed Jimmy. The deal they re-signed Jimmy on, he up out of there after this year. So – jimmy not gonna be there so that's pretty much what it is it ain't no hand the keys over jimmy gone he just finishing the year and right now he just really kind of helping y'all a lot because to be all the way bottom 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 level honest and to the, the look up to the fucking sky and see everything jimmy yeah. g and baker mayfield had the exact same situation but the thing was jimmy g handled it how the team wanted him to and baker handled it for himself because those are two situations. Those are two situations where both players like had a decision to make, and they could have done for themselves, or they could have done for the team. Jimmy went for the team, so he, oh, didn't, okay. he didn't have a contract for like a couple of days, and then Baker, uh Baker, fucking, basically was like, "Shit, I'm just, I'm, I want my own shit. The motherfuckers got me fucked up. I want my own shit." But I knew Masters was coming because he won every goddamn thing. I <laughs> all right, they come out. Like, Let me see if they're still in there, real quick.
3: <laughs> I like that, y'all like that that, uh, that comeback this week? Time! Fucking, it was all it was a, just a weekend of comebacks for me. Fantasy I was getting my ass whipped at first, and then uh, fucking Allen and uh, Diggs put up. Diggs gave me forty-seven, and Allen gave me like forty-something.
1: Yeah, that motherfucker knocked me out the game this week. I was winning, and then he just he went <laughs> crazy. So I'm kind of like fuck Stephon Diggs right now, but uh, I'm happy <laughs> for you. I'm
0: happy Did for you. Know the is in the building. Oh man, we haven't even gotten to your team yet, but uh, we're now on the Dolphins and the Ravens. Mm. That was a combat game. The Dolphins were yeah. behind and ended up beating the Ravens would you would you say kay that both uh Waddle and Tyreek Hill had like 50 points yeah
1: in one league or something in like one of my league they almost they almost had 50 points but to be honest I'm I'm really not surprised this is not surprising to me against the team that has no DBs and that so think about it I was talking to one of my friends and it was like a year ago a year ago uh the Ravens Deep, they lost, like, seven, eight players on fucking goddamn defense to injury. I'm like, well, the motherfucking starters suck. And he was like, well, they gone, and this is who you got right now. So if they suck, what do what you think? And I'm like, yeah, you got a damn good point right now. I'm like, what you expect? So there it is.
0: And the offense came back. It's one at it 42 to 38. I mean – even for the Ravens, I, I was thinking, like, there's no way the Ravens win or lose this game. Duvernay takes the takes kick back. Fucking Bateman has a 75 yard touchdown reception, and just Dolphins stuck in there and just proving that they might be a team to be uh, reckoned with out there in the AFC East. And now we get to. I-, I wanted to ask you a few questions, okay.
1: Uh Buccaneers, Saints. Oh no! Buccaneers. Let's not do me first. Let's do Mad No,
0: no, we have to. It's on the list. So uh, wherever oh, it shows my. up first, nah, it. Nah, wherever boy, shows up first, that's uh, what I'm picking.
1: Go, go, I'm go, looking on that. I'm looking. Yep. That's no. Bullshit. Bengals. Yep. Cowboys. Bullshit. No, no. Nope, nope. We'll go after.
0: But on the list right here, this is where it shows up. Boxing Saints, box wing twenty to ten. Fuck okay. it. But uh, well, uh, what what the fuck happened? I
1: mean, what do you mean? What happened? What
0: was going on there? What, what was what going on? There? What I think what, Tom Brady had what ten points
1: total, and then Brady, fantasy football. Like what what I mean, what was what going I mean. on in this game? First off, I got one question for you. What in the fuck do you expect when he has none of his number one? Like he has literally none of his. Like all of our guys is like, oh, we those oh, we got these guys. None of them finished the fucking game. Mike started the game, got kicked out, but he had none of his guys. Hold so on. Can, you, can, can we, ladies and
0: gentlemen, we, you got to see this. <laughs>
1: Yo. One more time, one yeah, more time, man. one
0: more time.
1: Oh, oh, my oh, my I fucking love it, man. That was uh, like so
3: what dragging is-
1: people. <laughs> Oh, it is
0: very wrong. obvious. It is very obvious that Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore do not like each other. But every single time, it ends up with Mike Evans just fucking blowing up Lattimore
1: every time. Bro, I cannot stand motherfuckers that be like, oh, Mike Evans is so much bigger than him. Bro, Lattimore does not realize how small he is when he's talking. Like he's 6'6. Six, six. That's on him. He's talking like he's 6'6. Six, six.
0: And Mike Evans told the referee, that's Tom Brady. What the fuck am I supposed to do? You literally said, What the fuck am I supposed to do? Not protect Tom Brady? Come on now.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they ended up ejecting both Lattimore and Evans. Both of them are suspended for one game, so Mike Evans will not be playing next week.
3: Um and then I was reading today that uh Bruce Arians might be in trouble. They thinking he uh told uh I was reading today. The they thinking he told uh Mike Evans to fight in the fighting Lattimore. No, so there was a uh, nah. I was reading the no. I meant to post it in the uh, chat.
0: I I saw that Lattimore and Arians were jawing at each other. I mm. saw that they were talking shit to each other, and then the next thing you know. Tom Brady walks by Lattimore, essentially tells hey, shut the fuck up, go to your side, or whatever. Like, shut the hell up and go to your sideline or go to your huddle. Mark Lattimore stepped up to Brady, and when Fournette pushed Lattimore, push Lattimore over. then pushed Fournette back, and then Mike Evans, like a bat out of hell, Like a bat thing. out of hell, full speed around Tom Brady's
1: right. He said, on your right, bang!" bro. Bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro, as a Bucks fan, my so here's my thing. All right. Put yourself in my shoes, right? Say y'all playing y'all most heated rival, and you got one player that's always trying to fight y'all players every time y'all play them. For like the last four or five years, this man been trying to fight your players every time y'all play them. Like, come on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Mike Evans been in the league, what, eight years now? Nine years. Nine years. Half of his career, he been dealing with this little sack of shit. And this motherfucker keep goddamn doing all this extra bullshit, trying to fight motherfuckers. Last time, they got in a big brawl like... Last time they got in a big brawl like that, this motherfucker tried to fight Jameis and Jameis wasn't even doing that shit to him. And then when he did the extra shit, then he did it again. He did it again just to fuck with him. I think Jameis Winston instigated that shit. Bro, I, I think With James the was whole... Crying. He was pointing, talking shit. And then when Buddy walked by, Buddy walked by and he hit his hand and shit like J- that. And then James did it on purpose. Well, Jameis had...
3: Put his
0: finger and like shoved it in the back of Lattimore's face. That's when Latt or in the back of his neck. That's when Lattimore turned around. I that, and 1. 1. Oh, Whoa, whoa!
1: That's all you, Buckle.
0: Oh,
1: that's Mr. Madsticks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he muted himself. He muted himself. All right. Um, shit. What was I saying?
0: Um but yeah, he put it in the back of his neck. That's when Lattimore turned around. Honestly, and when he knocked the hand, knocked Winston's hand, that's when fucking Evans came in and just from the back blindsided his ass and put him into the second row.
1: Yeah. Just, but, honestly, I like Mike Evans protecting his players, but that was one I, time I felt like Lattimore should have took somebody to the twelfth floor. He should have boomed Jameis' ass. Fuck that shit. Boom his ass. (laughs) Go to baseball. Fucking stop blowing over here. Stop playing over here. Go to fucking baseball. Stop fucking wasting your years over here.
0: (laughs) I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. (laughs) This is not going straight the fuck over. But, no, I do like Mike Evans being essentially the teammate who's the enforcer. Like, if you fuck with the quarterback or if you fuck with really anybody on the team, you know Mike Evans is going to have your back in the best way possible. Bruce, because, again, uh, he he just came in, hey, Lattimore's talking shit. You don't talk shit to my quarterback. Bang. Mike Evans just went and laid Lattimore the fuck out. And that's just... Mike Let Evans chalks up another one. I bro, think that's
1: another always, win for Mike Evans. He always starting shit, bro. And he really should understand, if you're not talking to Mike Evans, you better look out for of Mike Evans, fam. Like, that's kind of what it, Unless you know on the edge report Mike Evans hurt, if you ain't talking to Mike Evans, you better watch the fuck out and keep your head on Dean Swivel. Dean Swivel, my boy, because he's going to knock your head off. He don't give a fuck about a game suspension, bro. He would knock your head off.
3: Right,
1: and on top of that, did you? Minutes. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, I forgot to put up the most legendary picture of all. Where the fuck is my phone? Where's my phone? <laughs> what am I doing? I did a disservice to myself and at the Bucks because I'm supposed to be a fan, but I act like I act like I'm not a fan. Especially, especially at this moment. At this moment and this moment alone, I'm talking to the time. Air this picture to my goddamn computer. You know, man. so that's really all I was doing. Oh, I'm going to show you right now. Here it comes. It's coming in a very in a very brief second. So while I'm filling in the time, I just want to let y'all know this game had me so pleased that we beat Jameis' ass. I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand the joy that that at shit first gave I
0: me. Thought, at first, I thought he wasn't going to play.
1: At I don't first, give a fuck about they that were saying
0: like ribs. he had a back injury or or whatever he the hell. He broke his ribs. You know, he had
1: four broken ribs. I don't give a fuck about none of that. And I'm talking about this picture right here. This shit was glorious. My favorite fucking picture right there. That is my favorite fucking picture right there. Who is that that he's hugging? He's hugging Mike Evans. That's after the game. That's Brady and Evans. Oh, that's Evans Mike hugging. Evans? Yes, in the tunnel. Mike is already dressed. Oh, <laughs> that's the I, I love up, that bro. fucking picture hey that's all I'm saying it's like we a fucking team regardless he getting kicked out that one game it's like Julio gonna be back Julio gonna be back we gonna fucking possibly have Russell Gage back oh no Russell was in that fight too so never mind fucking uh, I don't know I don't know bro I thought, only, I thought only Evans and Lattimore were the only ones who were suspended. Oh, Gage for sure was in that fight. I don't think they get them. If they didn't give him suspension, then we got Gage. You know what I'm saying? Killer Cam. We we still we got enough team to beat Aaron Rodgers with no receivers, bro. Like I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure our defense is for sure gonna shut them down. All we really gotta do is let Lenny run. You know what I'm saying? Lenny running, Tom throw it to the tight ends and Deshaun Perriman and Scotty and Darden and shit. Yep. Yeah
0: uh next one on the list the lions and the commanders i'm i'm 100. pretty sure i picked the lions as well
1: you definitely didn't i didn't did i pick the command no you was on some opposite day shit, and i kept trying to tell you and you was like no nah, i'm gonna pick the commanders. I, sh- I was like no uh, no no i picked the lines i swear i picked the lines I'm telling you, this was the one I'm pick gonna... I was like, you got to be on some opposite day shit. Uh, nah, you picked the lines. I'm bullshitting.
3: I was going to
0: say, I had to pick the opposite day shit. Where was that came from? That probably came from...
1: It was one. It was like blatant. Like Oh, down. that was the, the
0: Vikings-Eagles
1: one, I think it was. No. What
0: other one what okay. was it?
1: No, nah, that was the one you was apologizing to your wife. Yeah.
0: So then, which one was I saying?
1: Oh no, but it was one that was bleeding. Was
0: it Texans Broncos? Did I pick the Texans?
1: I think so. I I think that is it. That was it. That was the game. That, that sounds about right. And I'm like, did, oh,
0: I, ain't no <laughs> did I pick the Texans over the Broncos?
1: I said ain't I'll no have problem. to go back and look. Uh, for those of you who don't know,
0: that was our unscheduled episode uh that we had this Friday. We we wouldn't pick the teams. Yeah, no, I remember you saying like you're on some opposite day shit, and I'm looking at all the matchups going like that's gotta be the only one where I thought yeah. that the I was like, okay, maybe the Broncos are actually ass, and Texans are going to surprise them. Okay, so that had to have been it right there. Yeah. But I I, I was about to say, I know I picked the Lions. I had to have picked the Lions over the Commanders. Yeah, 36 to
1: 27.
0: Hey, can, can I make a bold
3: statement?
1: I mean, you're a 49ers fan. You make a bold statement every day, especially on Sundays. At least it's, at least it's out there in bold. Uh,
0: I think the Lions, at minimum, make wild card. And, and at, not as, like, the number three or four, like, the whole division. I mean, they're. I don't know if they're going to win the division. I wouldn't go as that far. But I would say they would be Ooh. the number two team in the division to make wild cards. I think All the Lions right. are going to do
1: that. For sure. I'm going to piggyback off your bold statement and I'm going to one up you. I I do feel like the uh, Lions are going to win the division just simply because the Packers don't have any receivers. Aaron Rodgers struggled like a son before they kind of like pulled away on the Bears. And. The Vikings got completely exposed tonight. Oh they yeah, they got through. Like tonight. it it was it was it was so fucking bad, bro. So bad. They got exposed so badly. Like Yeah was, The Lions are for sure winning that division. Like unless Aaron Rodgers yeah. really just like do some shit. Or or let's say this or those two running backs they got really kind of like take off mm-hmm. or everybody just shit to bed who they play. Like they probably just got like an easy ass schedule. Like they normally have. They have a bunch of fucking sorry ass motherfuckers. They play like in the middle pack of their season and they just got to win. So we'll see. We will see. I'll see. Uh, what else is here?
0: Uh <clears throat> we have uh Rams and Falcons. The Rams won 31 to 27. Hey, Disgusting. the Falcons are low-key. No, no,
1: no, 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 uh? no, 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 don't you say it. Do not do not do not fucking say that shit. This they is the second we week. They were. This <laughs> is the second week of the NFL season. This is the second week in the NFL season, first off. Let's say K. that. K. And the two teams they played played two in turnover prone quarterbacks. I don't think K. you fully realize how many picks Jameis Winston is liable to throw. We've seen this man really pull a 30 for 30, bro. I
0: I I think Marcus Mariota might have found
1: his home. Oh my fucking God. Did you see that play where he he fell down, got back up, and then completed the pass? They're running a veer offense, fam. I, I get that. I'm just, I'm just saying the Falcons might be low key good, bro. The Rams aren't that good. Like that's some um, people fucking. Oh my god, Matthew Stafford sucks so goddamn bad. This motherfucker threw two picks okay, right now. This is- cannot okay. play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Oh my god, bro I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. This bullshit ass flash in the pan bullshit. It's like this that bullshit I'm talking about right here. He got the fucking team. I was already fucking good. This motherfucker pulls a John Gruden and they gonna go sit here and talking about this motherfucker found he got it. he was he's see he was Detroit dragging him down. You see fucking Detroit, Detroit good right now. I don't know what the fuck they talking about. It didn't take long to recoup to get the fuck out of <laughs> run right from that motherfucker. Took him a couple years and they good now. Got Dan Campbell and a slew of fucking goddamn mid-tier receiver players, and they doing well. So I don't know what the fuck they talking about. And this motherfucker out here goddamn barely winning over the Atlanta Falcons, nigga, with Marcus Mariota running the goddamn Bear offense. And Jalen Ramsey going to sit here and try to act like that bullshit-ass, fuck-ass, motherfucking, puss-ass motherfucking pick is going to make me believe you somebody nigga who's their number one receiver? Name it. Name it right now. Cor Daryl Patterson. You got to be motherfucking kidding me. You're, you're, uh, a goddamn utility player as their number one receiver. You want me to understand that your this team is something to fucking fear, and you got a utility guy as your number one? Not not a guy that fucking goddamn go eight eight years with a thousand fucking yards. Not that. You got a motherfucking goddamn utility guy. This motherfucker is a utility. That's why I don't be respecting the 49ers, because y'all y'all motherfuckers ain't helping Debo out. None. You got a utility guy as your number one. Like, how far are you going to think you're going to go burning this motherfucker out? What else you got after this? Not, not, very, far. not very far. That's not so very far. You get on your 9 but that's that's Damn, embarrassing. Man. Damn, me the, saying the Falcons were somewhat good really struck a nerve. Really this shit, shit, shit is annoying because it's like, dog, it's two weeks. Don't sit here trying to make it seem like the Falcons getting a fighting chance by playing Jameis Winston and Matthew Stafford. Getting the entire fuck out of here. <laughs> get the entire fuck out of here. Man, if Joe, like let's say it like this, if the Cowboys, because the Cowboys just beat Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow had an offensive line and they beat them the way they beat them, that that win is respectable, and I'd be like, all right, the Cowboys own something with Cooper Rush. But the fact that that offensive line is so fucking terrible, and they got one of the best pass rushes in the goddamn game, this shit is like, come on, like all right, we knew you was gonna kind of fucking blow their ass out, bro, like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the next one on the list. Cowboys
0: 20, <laughs> Maisel, 17, <laughs> Mad Six. Um. At this point, would you prefer Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott?
3: And the Jets one yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You not want to
0: talk about it. You said the Jets one. That's all I give a shit about. He said he de- when he said he denounced the Cowboys. He said not only did I denounce them, I denounced all talking about this bum ass team. I'm just done with it. Hey, my Jets won. I know we already talked about it. But the
1: Jets won. My Jets, my hurt so fucking much right
3: now. You know they the Cowboys won. That's good for them. That's one win. Let's see what he do next week. Let's see if it's just the flute. Now, if you can put two, three, four, five, six wins together in a row That's with Cooper Rush, then we know where the problem lies. A little bachata.
1: Little Dakota. a little bit little bachata. Twirling
3: too much his goddamn hips, goddamn salsa dancing yeah. and stepping on the field. And... I
1: tell
0: you, out the head dance moves. Man, man. I knew when they put that commercial out of him getting his ass beat on the field by the desperate housewives. I knew it was over. I knew
1: it was over. Right. This man is <laughs> real life, and to be on Dancing with the Stars next season, guaranteed. Guaranteed. goddamn, te. Zeke gonna be on the Masked Singer. He gonna be on Dancing with the Swords. <laughs> and they gonna have CD Lamb on Chopped. Cannot play with us. Cannot win with him. Cannot uh, coach with what
3: him. Well, they about you the Cowboys like uh Noah Noah Brown came through, so you know. He about ooh, the only one really, uh Brown for the uh, Cowboys. Was it nah, Nigel? That ain't, h-
1: no? that ain't help us, out.
3: Brown. Uh I think it's like Noah Brown. I think it was Noah Brown. Uh Nah, still, still drawing black. What he play? Yeah, I think like I think he might be, I think he might be a rookie. I never heard of him. What he play? Receiver. Okay, you got a receiver. Yeah. I mean, because he gave me, uh, I didn't start him. Uh... Yeah, see, this uh, streamer, I'll be tripping on my phone. It's like lost. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear. Okay. you. Okay, yeah, like lost the camera for some reason, but. Uh but yeah, like fantasy wise, I mean he gave me like why well, I didn't play him because like week one he didn't do nothing. And then yesterday, you know, he gave me like 15, but I didn't play him, but I didn't play Pollard yesterday. And he had, you know, which is crazy. But even, but yeah. even after that, even still oh. with benching those, with benching those two people, I still pulled out the win just
1: with uh, Oh, That shit broke my heart not playing Tony Pollard in one of my other leagues. This man had 21 points in my other league. What? Hey, how did it, t- bro? I had so many points on the bench in so many leagues. Bro, I can't even tell you how much. I think I won.
0: I won in the Jaffa League. I, I lost in my in-laws. Also, i, I know that happened.
1: Let me tell you how bad yeah. it was. One of my leagues, I have 40 in the, 40 points yeah. on the bench, and I lost by 39. Yeah, no, nah, but what I was saying, I had uh
3: Pollard and that dude Brown on the bench and still pulled off the win just with a quarterback and one with the with the quarterback in one league and then the quarterback and receiver in the other league.
0: Yep, Mad Six went into it and said I ain't scared of you
3: motherfuckers. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> talking about some milk and some cookies. I I mean, hey. After my
0: comeback win against you last week, if you were already talking shit after Thursday, I guess you were due for one.
3: That's all right. Oh yeah, I'm due. I'm I'm about to pile them up. That ain't the first. I hope so. That ain't Are the you first one. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't we'll do what I got. I don't even know what it is.
0: The headbangers.
3: Nah, uh, we still the headbangers.
0: Rock, uh, my brother-in-law. He uh he changed his name from you got to be shitting me to uh we are trashed with the trash yeah. emoji. <laughs> he said his team is absolute dog shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry man, I'm not the one who drafted it. <laughs> I'm not the one who drafted your team. <laughs> hey, look so when we were drafting, mm-hmm. me and Sunshine were on the phone with each other. When Rock made his picks, my brother was like, "Who is he picking?" I was like, "I don't know. That's not somebody I would pick this early." And he's like, oh, "Is he out here picking friends? Is he out here, is, is that what he's doing? He's picking based off his friendships." <laughs> Rock knows a lot of people, so I was like, "Oh shit! I hope that's not the reason." <laughs> Hey, if it is, hey, you're trusting your boys to have your back in fantasy. I get that. Yeah. But he figured out real quickly it's not the best strategy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The Cowboys, they got uh, they got the Monday night game coming up, them and the Giants Monday night.
0: They just love putting you guys on prime time.
3: That's right. We need to go in there and beat the Giants, but the Eagles defense looked good tonight. They was beating the that shit out of Minnesota.
0: That they did. That
3: Fucking, they I did. seen like four picks. What's the name? Should have had. Like he drive missed two of them. Who on the Cowboys or on the Eagles? Nah, uh, uh, for the Eagles. Oh. Uh, I
0: mean, they still walked away with like three, four picks.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the cousins, the way he was playing, yeah, they, they probably should have had seven
3: or eight his that should have got benched. He would have been sitting on the bench. That was all bad. Like um, he just kept throwing. He kept throwing it to Jefferson, and it's like you think they ain't gonna just learn who the fuck you just throwing to the whole game. He did that last game too. Just kept throwing to Jefferson. It's like Jefferson, he ain't gonna always be open.
0: You, know, you got to get Thielen involved. You got to get Cook involved. You got to get Irving Smith. You got to get everybody else involved. It can't just be. Can't just be Jeff that happened to the Rams last week. They only threw the Cooper Cup, yeah. He put up numbers, but they didn't win the game. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened to Vikings this week. Uh, see, uh, Packers Bears 27 to 10. Uh, Packers win in Green Bay. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers doing what he does after week one, they always suck in week one and then week two, and plus, he's always beating the shit out of the Bears anyway. So that was kind of a given that that was going to happen. Uh, we went over the Cardinals and Raiders, right? 29-23 in OT. We went over that a little bit. Kyler Murray getting slapped on accident. Raiders you know, fucking the- I
1: thought I was yeah. unmuted. Yes, we did. You know, uh, the Raiders... They
2: are who we thought they were.
1: Uh, and that is never going to
0: change. Uh, the Bills beat the tar out of the fucking t- Bro, honestly, the bit... I honestly think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, bro.
3: Shit, the rate they're playing.
0: Are you good? Y'all high? high? No, I am, but I am still. Like, this team is playing to just – they're straight up running up, Herman. Like, it's like, leave no doubt. We're going to beat the living shit out of every single team, and we are not going to let off
1: the fucking gas pedal. It's been two games, and they had two easy-ass wins, bro.
0: I'm just saying, if they can keep this uh, up, if they can keep this pace.
1: All I'm saying is, they had two easy-ass wins, and I watched some of this game, and Josh Allen literally, he had nobody to throw it to and He just knew what Stephon Diggs was in the route, I mean, in the fucking play, and he just threw it in his direction. This motherfucker wasn't even open. He just pushed the motherfucker defender Uh, off. uh, Bro, I watched the fucking play, bro. I, I watched watch it, when it, they yeah, no when they went up when they went up touchdowns. seventeen when they went up and they got seventeen when they were at ten they, that seventeen point Stephon Diggs was not open bro at all he was low key double covered they had him in a cloud and then this motherfucker threw the ball the safety was shifting over he pushed off the corner and just fucking like turned and grabbed that touchdown
0: Did they call it's a fly? fine
1: it's fine because it was nigga the ref didn't call it but at the same time it's like that shit not going to work with teams with actual defenses, bro. Mm. That's my point. Like, teams with actual defenses and people that can get after your quarterback, that shit ain't going to work. Him just throwing that shit to Stefan like that. Yeah. Gabe Davis was hurt. And, it, it like, look, Dawson Knox, he was throwing that bitch, too. And I didn't watch the rest of the game. So, he probably was, like, picking them apart after they fucking broke their soul. You know what well, I'm saying? They, they,
0: get, they, get the, they get the Dolphins this next week.
1: We'll see how and that. that goes. might actually be a test when they're in Miami. So that might actually be a test for him. It'll be an offense to shoot up. but as far as defense, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Dolphins' defense is equivalent to the Bills.
3: Nah, the Bills <laughs> gonna beat the shit out the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I don't think. I don't TV think uh I don't know if they if they run that cover two and try to keep Tyreek in front of them, then yeah, they might. They might. We'll see what happens, but. If the Bills try to go out there and be like, oh, yeah, we can match your y'all, fuck that. We're going to go out there with that for defense. They're going to get maxed out. <laughs> the boys going to run right past him. Go Jay Lawato, fast as fuck, too. Mm-hmm. So sure, we'll see. It just well. all depends on – because the Bills got a way better defense than the, – Yeah, the,
3: but he got to have time to throw it to Waddle and Hill, uh, uh, he, too.
1: That's a fact. That's, that's Man, definitely a Phil's fact. Bill's defensive line is no joke.
3: Yeah. Von Miller is have a field day. I, I think, too, yeah. are going to get Carter off the field this weekend.
1: No, yeah, I'm not trying like, to, like, whip
3: nothing on nobody, but well,
1: yeah, he's, he's got, got my boy going out so sad. It, it. He's got my boy he, going out so sad. Like,
0: I mean, there's a chance of it. He might be getting his ass kicked. Like, yeah, again, man. that Bill's defensive line is ridiculous. Von Miller and Ed Oliver really fucking – boosted that line. They are really fucking good, man. They're pretty scary, too. I'm just saying, like, any team going against the Bills is worried right now.
1: Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I really hope our offensive line get back together by week 13, because I'm worried.
3: Yeah, nah, yeah, they finna uh <laughs> he finna he finna end Brady career too.
1: Hey they go <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, they go. we only gonna be able to block one of them motherfuckers, they gonna max our ass out. Oh
3: Brady, yeah, they finna, lie. you know, they finna try to smack <laughs> oh, Brady. Everybody, oh, everybody tired oh, of seeing Brady in the lead. They finna <laughs> like oh it, that is Tristan Worst.
1: Tristan worse is the only pro ball offensive lineman we got right now. Oh Shaq Mason, and he's right beside him. So we got the right side of the line is okay. The whole from the center to the left tackle is bad business. Backups, <laughs> all of them, backups. So, shit. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, bro. What's
0: problem, man. Bills are fucking scary ass. And we'll see what they end up doing. But let's see. Uh, since we got a Thursday night game, we got to pick them. Uh, the Steelers versus the Browns. In uh, the Brownie Pound, uh, the Browns just gave up that uh, come-from-behind victory uh, by the Jets, and the Steelers just lost
1: to the Patriots. Um, Kay, who are you going with here? First, I think you're underestimating the Jets. I, I seriously do. I seriously feel like you're underestimating the Jets because look what the <laughs> hockey. Look how good they play Sunday with Flacco. Sorry, ass. The Browns now, will be the Browns they, when they get when they get motherfucking Zach Morrison back. <laughs> Zach
3: Morrison,
0: yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: They get <Zach> Morrison. <laughs> hey, bro, <laughs> they get him back. Hey, it's gonna be a different story, dog. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a different story. But uh, I feel like they're gonna play better because you know, they probably all got a better rapport because he's younger, and versus Matt Ryan and like the father figure around that bitch. But all of them know that they better than him, so it's like it's different versus like Tampa, Tom Brady walk around there the father figure and all them like, well, we know we ain't better than you, so. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so so then so then who do we give who do you give it to you give it to the Steelers here or you give it to the Browns I'm giving it to the Browns because the Browns was, the uh, Steelers is fucking broke up and hurt they all beat up you know what I'm saying they all beat up that's pretty much what I'm saying like Tomlin a good coach but you can't you you can't fucking goddamn you can't fight injuries bro you're gonna lose that battle when your players get injured you it's nothing you could do. You know what I'm saying? Like injuries gonna come with the game, so you can't Mad fight six, that. Six are so you got Browns or the Steelers? I'm
3: gonna go with the Steelers by three. By, three. by a field go. It's gonna come down to a fourth quarter field goal. End of the game. A walk off.
0: Okay. All the Browns fans are gonna go home crying that they usually are against the Steelers. Um, I kinda see the same thing. Uh maybe not by three, but like at least by six, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think I got the Steelers over the Browns. So y'all saying Matt Trubisky going to get the job done? Yep. All right. Now, I'm saying Najee Harris
0: is going to get the job done. That's what I'm saying.
3: I'm saying yeah. the field goal kicker going to get the job done.
1: <laughs> I, I said, the <laughs> offensive <his> line ass. <laughs> that offensive line is For awful. both teams.
0: For both teams, the offensive
1: line is less. Granted, granted, but at the same time, the Browns is expected to have a bad offensive line. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, Steelers are expected to at least have something. I feel like the Browns defense is less hurt than the Steelers. That's the reason why I picked that team. Mm -hmm. Because Mm TJ Watt is gone, Minka there, but he really all that they got. Yeah, Watt's hurt for. You might we'll call it. A year. Yeah, call it. Uh,
0: call he's a call it. Pretty much. Pretty much done there. Um, but uh, that was this week's uh, games. This week, this week's highlights and predictions for Thursday night. Um, as you guys already know, we will be back on Friday after Thursday night football. we we'll be talking uh, same time, same bad channel on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all four of those uh, that we go live on for YouTube and Facebook, both of those Dan Productions. On Twitter, the Jopos AP and Twitch, PVP underscore studios. Uh, be sure to catch us there now from here on out. Uh, so again, once we're not so we're not competing uh, with you guys watching football and us being able to talk about it, and this way we can further analyze and be able to actually see what's going on. Instead of trying to fight back and forth between talking and watching at the same time. Um, so Tuesdays and Fridays, same time at 7 o'clock. Um, and then Corey Hammond, instead of being on on Tuesdays, he's got the Tuesdays with the podcast for the 3-on-1 podcast for the 7 fl um, So he will be joining us on Fridays, uh, which will actually make it a little bit better because it's the day before. Uh, uh, college football happens, so we'll have Corey Hammond on Fridays uh, at 7.30. Um, And once again, Tuesdays through Fridays, be sure to follow us, like, subscribe, rate, uh, leave a comment on uh, YouTube and uh, Twitch. Uh, Hit the bell as a reminder. Um, Rate it when you're on Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcast, be sure to rate and leave a comment, give that five star rating so everything can get sent into the algorithm and we can continue to build the Jopa Army uh, to what we know and we can see it's going to be. Uh, once again, we'll see you guys on Friday. Matt, Six, going to be with us on Friday? Uh,
3: possibly. I think I'm off Friday. Yeah, I'm off on the lookout for, look for him,
0: exciting.
3: I'm on Fridays and what am I on? Shit, Thursdays and Fridays now. Okay.
1: Yeah, Thursday, Friday. There we go. Hey, check and this that, form. Man. Check this form. Mike Evans' form was perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Shoulder pads. He shoulder width apart. He inside Run of underneath. him low-key. Right underneath, he got his shoulder. He gone. He gone. There wasn't nothing he could do. He was going to fly. He had perfect. That was a perfect block. If this wasn't, if you didn't know it was a fight, you thought that was a block. It was a run play for Lenny.
0: Putting him on his ass every sense of flying five, ten yards. Mm -hmm. Perfect hit by Mike Evans. Well deserved. Lattimore, stop talking shit. Uh, you, you keep getting your ass whipped by Mike Evans every single time you open your fucking
1: mouth. Now's about the time to stop. Nah, right.
3: No, that's a and I got him on my damn fantasy team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> damn. Damn. damn, that sucks. And hey, you know what sucks even worse, though? Not worse, but just as equally bad. I had Jamel Dean on my team for the fucking Joppa League, and he's on the bench because I picked up Tyrone Matthew. And the guy I had in for uh when I switched off of Tyro Matthew made him oh, you're to the, start. You're the one that beat me
0: in the waiver wire for him.
1: Fuck. Oh yeah. I need that. <laughs> I needed that. I was like, fuck. I needed Jamel Dean to start. I mean, I could trade you for him. <laughs> no, we're, not, we're not trading defensive players. I'm not
0: that
1: I got a quarterback too and a defensive player. I can combo package for you. Mm, more intriguing.
3: Now huh? we'll talk off there. We'll talk. I got a quarterback for you, Josh. You want you want Ryan Tannehill?
1: Hey, I know. Look, bro. I had I had some more intriguing I got Aaron Rodgers or Trevor Lawrence. You can have either one. Trevor just went crazy this last weekend. You think they ain't gonna it on fire? Him and Christian Kirk just got a fucking rapport now, and they was going off. See so you know what I'm saying? You got two options, and both top tier quarterbacks. See what I'm saying? Mastix just tried you, (laughs) (laughs) low-key.
0: We'll talk about it again. I'm kind of desperate for a quarterback right now. I'm already knowing. I'm trying to see how desperate you get. I don't think I'm that desperate, but desperate enough to where I I might try a little something.
1: Just wait another week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Might have to. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us on this uh, lovely Monday. We'll see you guys on Friday at 7 o'clock. Uh, from myself, JP, for the 610 D's from Southeast Country K, and the best DJ on the entire fucking planet, DJ Mad6. We'll see you guys on Friday.
3: Deuces. Oops.
1: Aloha.